0: Even at this point, after 40 days of the risen Lord appearing to them and teaching them, the apostles appear confused, don't they? It's almost as though the hopes they had prior to meeting Jesus were still operative, still the dominant ones shaping their expectations. And now, as he was talking about leaving, it seems like they were getting a little anxious. Lord, are you at this point going to restore the kingdom to Israel? It's as though they were saying, that whole rising from the dead thing, wow, that was amazing. Honestly, none of us saw it coming. But there's just this little thing about a kingdom that you mentioned more than once, and we were just wondering... When are you going to rule the world? And we can sit at your right or left. Either one is fine. We're not picky. When's that going to happen? The great irony was that it had already happened in Jesus. God and man had been reconciled. Justice had been served, and love had triumphed. Man had thought too little of himself, and God had reminded him of how precious he is, how precious we are. In a wholly unexpected way, God had set things right definitively in the person of Jesus Christ, doing what he had always promised to do. Thus, the importance he attaches to being baptized into him, It was clearly not what the apostles expected, far beyond what they had conceived. So, to the next step, what are you doing looking at the sky? You heard what he said. Get to work. You're to be his witnesses, not his warriors, as you had thought. Go to the ends of the earth. Reflect to others what God has done. Give everyone the chance to enter into the kingdom, to enter into him, and to collaborate with their king in preparation for his return. I mean, based off of Israel's history and their own personal lives, many were poor, uneducated fishermen. It's no wonder if the apostles couldn't envision what was next. Where'd they go? What'd they do? This makes me think of some of the unexpected moments in my own journey. A farm boy isn't all that different than a fisherman. From engineering and psychology to philosophy and theology. From Kansas to Texas, Chicago, Rome, Europe, the Holy Land, back again. From sports, friends and girlfriends to illness, conversion, and priesthood from St. Joe's to Ascension to Sacred Heart. Just six and a half years ago, I was set to enter the monastery and would have missed the blessing that is all of you. God provides in unexpected ways, which gives me consolation and confidence that he will continue to do so for me and for you as you warmly welcome a new priest as your pastor come July 1st, and I set off for my next assignment. It's certainly not what I had expected. Every year, priests are given a survey by the Archdiocese. Do you want to stay or do you want to go? I said, leave me alone. (laughs) I'm happy here. But I'm not my own. None of us are, so as the communication began and and as the Archbishop spoke with me, as I thought and spoke, I I said, it seems to me the parish is in a good place, we're on a good trajectory. We have a superb staff that can help the new man transition, and I said, Archbishop, I, I have one request, one demand, wink, wink. Please don't just send any Yahoo here. Send somebody who is capable of jumping in and working alongside everyone else. Please don't send one here to mess things up. I can't share who it is. Uh, that'll come out in the 11 soon. But I'm confident that it'll be a good fit. I know he's excited to come. Uh, which is a very good thing. He is young, which I know will interest some of you. We can shape him just as we want him. (laughs) Normally, a departing priest would not be able to share where he's going so that that news doesn't get to that parish before the priest announces there. But because of the circumstances at the parish to which I have been assigned. I can share details. I've been assigned to just a little over 16 acres of farmland, which I know you're thinking, that's a good fit, really. Lots of room, so he can't do much damage when he makes mistakes. I mean, you'd be right. But we're low on priests, and there's a hole to be filled, so they scrape the bottom of the bucket and assigned me to uh, John Paul II Parish in Oleta. It's a new parish. It was erected just about four years ago. At this point, they, they have a house in a neighborhood. That's the only building where the priest lives and where the office staff works. They began creating plans and began a campaign and then COVID hit. Can you imagine trying to build in a time like this? They began to hold mass in a public school gym, and then with the pandemic were prohibited from being there. Now they have two Sunday morning masses at a parish hall all the way in Gardner, and then they stream Saturday evening mass from the rectory. Small crowd, I think. Last October, uh, their pastor took a leave of absence, and he's since discerned his gifts aren't an ideal match for the needs there, which is why I can share this with you. Seems to me it's a decision of great humility, self-awareness. So since October, they've had an administrator to cover the basics, and he's done good work. Albeit for different reasons, we know what it's like to lose a priest, two priests in fact, and how hard that can be. Uh, But we know that God provides, that his mercies are not spent, that darkness doesn't overwhelm the light. And this experience of ours has, has generated compassion in me for them, which, along with the good place of our parish, led me to accept this new assignment with a willing heart and with a sad one. The fullness of God's kingdom comes only with the return of the King which, if the gospel is any indication, means that the time given to his disciples in this life is characterized both by working with Jesus to set things right and by saying goodbye until we meet in that place where goodbyes are no more. So, Let's continue to work together with Jesus, even if a few miles separate us while looking forward to the day when all distance is overcome.